don't Did know. you like his size? Like he was like this small. I thought he was really tiny. cute. I liked yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. He's so small. He's so adorable. It kind of like creeped me out a little bit, to be honest, because he was like a man, but then he was like small and like I don't know. But he wasn't like his proportions were wrong. They like changed them, and I was like, this looks kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of Hugh Grant. It was so funny. It was like literally just his face. <laughs> yeah. I I thought he was I thought he was good. I thought he was the best part of this movie. Hello, Bee Critics fam. Welcome to another episode of the Bee Critics podcast. This week, we're talking about a musical that is also an origin story. It's fairly new, but it's gotten some mixed reviews on the internet, on all the things. So I'm excited to talk about it. Fairly new. It's literally still showing in the theaters. (laughs) And if you haven't guessed it by now, we're talking about Wonka, the new one with our boy, Timmy. I say our boy. Timmy, Tim. Your boy, Timmy. (laughs) Our boy. He's in a lot of movies we like, so. Yeah, he is in a lot of good movies. Mm-hmm. And honestly, he deserves this role, so I'm excited to talk about it, too. Yeah, I love him. I'm obsessed. A little I bit. Know, girly. I know. <laughs> so if you're obsessed, but you also have mixed reviews, this is for you. Yep. <laughs> okay. So we're all familiar with Willy Wonka. But what we may not be as familiar with is how he became Willy Wonka, the amazing chocolatier. After losing his mother, Willy takes on odd jobs and travels the world in search of the finest chocolate ingredients. His adventure brings him to the Gallery Gourmet, the location of the world's best chocolates, where he plans to set up the greatest chocolate shop the world has ever seen. One horrible contract, some overpowered chocolatiers, and a very needy Oompa Loompa puts Wonka's chocolate dreams on hold. Not for long, though. Because Wonka and Noodle have a plan, and it's going to take a lot more than a bunch of bad guys to keep them from achieving their dreams. But they're surely going to try. Okay, what do we think about the name Noodle? Uh, I think it's kind of silly, but I don't know. I call the cats Noodle. Oh. Noodle is, it's very much like a term of endearment for like your little one, you know? Like, hey, Noodle. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely I felt that. I think it's that. cute. I think it works, like, for the story. Yeah. It was just very random. It feels but, very, like, Roll Doll, which makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So this movie was an hour and 56 minutes. Mm-hmm. Good length. Not too long. Could have been a little shorter, but good. Good. We were talking about this. I feel like two hours to two hours and 30 minutes has become, like, the new norm, and I don't know how I feel mm-hmm. about it. I kind of like the shorter movies. Sometimes it's fun to have a longer movie, but like every movie now is like at least two hours long, and that's well, rough. Let's like let's like compare it to like the originals, right? So like the nineteen seventy one version, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. So the one with Gene Wilder is an hour and forty minutes. So that's actually like pretty long for a um, nineteen seventy one movie, and mm-hmm. then. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh my god, it was just up. It's the 2005 like Johnny Depp one. Mhm. That one is an hour and 55 minutes. So 
Warner Brothers is consistent at least since 2005. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It just feels like a long movie. I don't know. Like two hours is a lot to like commit to. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just being like that. I don't know. (laughs) No, it's not not too bad. I think it's fine. Um, It obviously came out last month in December of Mm -hmm. 2023 and the budget was $125 million, Mm -hmm. which I think is just because there was like a decent amount of like CGI in this movie. Also the actors, those guys make a lot more money than like we give credit for. We're like, oh, look at these massive budgets when you're paying your actors 10 to $20 million a piece. It adds up. Yeah. I'm pretty fast. Yeah. And then the box office is doing pretty good. Uh, 165 million so far domestically and 465 million globally. That's Mm -hmm. kind of crazy. That's not so. I would have thought. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How much longer is it still in theaters? Do we know? Probably like another month. Um, Well, I think it's been nominated for some awards. So it'll probably be through the end of February, if I had to guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you are watching this and you haven't seen it yet, you still have time. Stop now. Actually, don't stop now. Keep listening. But, you know, keep listening. Go watch. (laughs) Then come back. Keep listening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So this one's directed by Paul King, Mm -hmm. and I think he wrote it too, right? I don't know. But I know he did Paddington, which a lot of people are saying that this is very similar. I haven't seen Paddington, so I can't speak on that. But a lot of people are saying that this one, you can tell there's like influence from that movie, which is interesting because that's like about a bear. So yeah, I think Paul King was definitely credited with writing it. Um, Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. They yep. worked, and, they yeah. did work with Roald Dahl too. Yeah, he's so. listed on here too. And a guy named Simon Farnaby, who looks like somebody who would have written Wonka. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> the music is all original songs, uh-huh. minus obviously the two like revamped songs, I guess. So, mm-hmm. I mean, not revamped, like they're sung by Timothy Chalamet. And yeah. Hugh Grant. They I do guess. have different so, lyrics, but it's it's the same song. Yeah, but pure imagination and Oompa But everything else is like all original songs. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the movie was produced by Heyday Films and distributed by Warner Brothers. So all three of those movies that we mentioned were distributed by Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we have a very notable cast for this one. Very notable. We're gonna mention a couple of them, but like everyone in it is recognizable and just fantastic the casting was impeccable in my opinion yeah yeah tim so obviously timothy chalamet we already mentioned him i mean i guess we only mm-hmm. said timmy but timothy chalamet timothy. <laughs> yeah yeah so he plays so really it's funny Wonka. that we called him timmy because he paul king watched his like rap video <laughs> that's on youtube okay have you, have you seen that have you seen no that? Okay. Well, he did like in high school or something? In high school, yeah. Okay. It's on the internet. You can go and watch it. But Mm -hmm. Paul King watched that and was like, all right, this is my guy. I have to have him, which I think is hilarious because it it does not translate at all. (laughs) Yeah. I did see that he watched like some of his musical theater performances from when he was in high school. I didn't Mm -hmm. see the rap video. I guess I need to go watch that. I mean, he's a very confident guy. So maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Have you seen all the videos on the internet that are like, Oh, Timothy Chalamet is actually pronounced Timothée. Like that's the way it is. He goes by it's Timothée. French. 
Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Could, we should start calling him Timothy. <laughs> it feels weird. I feel like I'm an imposter when I Have you heard him that. speak French? Yes. The French accent is so buttery. I'm like a big fan. His voice like oh drops two octaves. I'm like, I'm big okay, Timothy so Chalamet fan. Y'all will all quickly realize <laughs> this. There's two people in this podcast. Liz, <laughs> who is a Timothy Chalamet stan, and she loves him. And honestly, she says things like his voice is buttery when he speaks. And then you have me over here who's like, Timothy, little Timmy. He's like a child. Like, <laughs> Timmy Tim. He's something. So... I'm, I don't – I think he was a great casting in this movie, yeah. actually. I think he did a really, really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but I'll just leave it at – it was – I agree. It was a good casting. Mm-hmm. And then other notable cast, we have Calla Lane, who plays Noodle. Uh, Hugh Grant, who was the Oompa Loompa. He's very, only in, like, four scenes, but I he's know. very notable. <laughs> yes. Then Keegan-Michael Key is the chief of police, Olivia Coleman, who's Mrs. Scrubbit, and Tom Davis, who's Bleacher, her, like, love interest man. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. all of the chocolatiers are, like, notable actors. I just don't know them as well, um, but they're all – and they were all fabulous. Like, their little scene that they have together, I was – I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I think all the, like, acting – was pretty good in this movie mm-hmm. and I think it was like decently well cast as well yep so if you follow along with us you know what time it is it is time for our weekly thank you to everyone who's listening we love you guys so much you keep us going and you're the reason why we even have this show so thank you from the bottom of our hearts and yeah thanks for turning into this Wonka episode it's gonna be fun <laughs> Yes, thank you guys so much. And if you're loving what you're listening to, the way that you can say thank you back to us for the content that we're making is to share the podcast with a friend. We have new episodes that come out every single Monday. We are like an episode machine, it feels like. (laughs) And so we want you and all of your friends to listen to them and enjoy them. So be sure to subscribe and follow wherever you listen and leave ratings and reviews wherever you listen as well. And then also you can... Um, interact with us on all of our social medias yeah you can find us on twitter instagram tiktok and youtube at be critics podcast we post all kinds of fun content both related to what we're talking about and then also just what we're doing in our lives check out our stories sometimes courtney pops in to share her workout (laughs) yeah you just never know what you're gonna see (laughs) yeah uh and there's a lot of really good content on the instagram honestly like if you're looking to find what movie to watch next or just like you love movie content like we do definitely check us out and then also be sure to check out our new partner reload so the reload app is this very cool like brand new app that houses movie reviews and generates personalized like movie recommendations for people who love movies so if you want a place where you can build community follow your friends follow your like creators that you love and kind of figure out what movie to watch or stream next. This is like seriously the app for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we're on there. So be sure to like go on there, create an account. You can use our code. Liz will talk about it in a second. And then you can follow us and like we can, we'll give you recommendations and <laughs> yeah. You can check us out. (laughs) So we'll put a link in the episode description below so that you can go and download the app. It's available in the App Store and the Google Play Store. So 
you can get it on your phone. I think they may be coming out with a web version as well. So whenever that happens, we'll include that as well. But definitely go and download the app. If for nothing else, just to check it out and play around. And when you create an account, be sure to use our code BCRIT. It's completely free to you. Um, so yeah, sign up and use our code BCRIT. That's B-C-R-I-T. B as in beans. C as in chocolate. R as in recipe. I as in imagination. And T as in Taylor Swift. Not Timothy Chalamet. T as in Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. <laughs> to me. <laughs> okay, it's time to get back into the episode. All right, so this wouldn't be a discussion about the new Wonka movie without talking about the previous movies. So this one's not a remake. It's not a reboot. It's an origin story. Mm -hmm. Um, Takes inspiration. (laughs) I don't know what that sound was. It was horrible. (laughs) Apologize. (laughs) Um, Okay, so this takes inspiration from the original Roald Dahl book. So if you read that book growing up, um, you'll see a lot of that inspiration here. If you haven't read it yet, definitely give it a go. It's pretty short. You could probably read it in a couple days. I mean, it's um, a children's book. Yeah. It's and he book. wrote like a lot of stuff. Like uh, mm-hmm. one example is like Matilda. Yeah. I was obsessed with that book when I was a kid, actually. <laughs> He's done a lot of really cool things. The BFG is one of my personal faves. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, go check those out. But the two movies we are referring to are Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory from 1971 and then Charlie and the Chocolate Factory from 2005. So we're going to talk just really quickly about the three Wonkas. So in 1971, Wonka was played by Gene Wilder. In 2005, he was played by Johnny Depp. And then this past year is played by Timothy Chalamet. All three very different actors, very different looks, um, at least Timothy Chalamet has curly hair like Gene Wilder, mm-hmm. but I mean, how do we feel, how do you feel about these three actors? Who's your favorite? What do you like and not like about the three of them? Yeah. So I've always been very partial to the Gene Wilder version. Same. I feel like that's just like the original Willy Wonka. And what's mm-hmm. interesting is that I think the book is actually called, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, yeah, like the remake movie, mm-hmm. and they for some reason they changed the original to be Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. which, like, it is a movie about Charlie. Like I was watching it earlier, and it literally starts with Charlie and his family, and he's like mm-hmm. looking over at the Wonka factory and stuff like that. And I, but as far as Willy Wonka goes, I always enjoyed Gene Wilder the most. Yeah. And Same. I, I think Johnny Depp scared me a little bit. Like yeah. his portrayal was not – I don't know. It wasn't the same. And there was like the weird thing with the dentist in his – I don't know. I don't remember liking the Johnny Depp version of that movie, to be mm-hmm. honest. I don't think I it think was very good. I don't think it the, did very well either. The Gene Wilder version has like a lot of rewatchability to me. And he's a lovable character. Johnny Depp's character, you're kind of like, I don't know if I should think this guy's a sociopath or – like, what's going on with him? Gene Wilder's just, like, a little weird and quirky. hmm Yeah. I think Timothy Chalamet captured a lot of the, like, sweetness that you see in Gene Wilder's character and, yeah. like, the quirkiness and just, like, not caring what people think about mm-hmm. him portion of it. It was a big undertaking 
for him. Like I cannot imagine. Like Gene Wilder is iconic as Willy Wonka. So I like, I like don't even know like how you get in the headspace to take that on, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. So one thing I also want to say about Gene Wilder is I think he's a really good singer. Mm -hmm. Like if you listen back to that like pure imagination song, like his voice is, it's really, really good. And it's like pleasant to listen to. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think that, um, Timothy Chalamet like is also like a decent singer mm-hmm. in that respect but as far as like how he acted I think um he he was I think he was pretty good I I think it's interesting like if you think about who else could have done it like I have a hard time like picking anybody else to be like oh they could have done it better than mm-hmm. Timothy did it like I know um Tom Holland, Tom Holland was like yeah. a big runner up. And then I saw some other names were like Donald Glover, Ryan Gosling, Ezra Miller. I actually mm-hmm. think Ezra Miller could have done a really good job. Okay. Um, I enjoy him a lot. But I, that is not to say that I think that Timothy did a bad job. Like I think he yeah. did a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think can, you're right. I personally can't imagine Tom Holland in the role. Mm-mm. I he agree. just has this air of like meekness to him that mm-hmm. just I don't think would have worked. Yeah, I don't think that would have worked either. Okay, so we both agree that we like the original from 1971 the best. So we're just gonna mm-hmm. like throw Johnny Depp out and pretend like that didn't happen. Pretend um, like it did. I mean, I think a lot of people <laughs> do that, to be honest. And I think that's kind of why, like, when this movie first was announced too like people Mm -hmm. were kind of upset about it honestly because I think they thought it was just another remake like the Mm -hmm. Johnny Depp one and they were like dang like Warner Brothers is just trying to squeeze out like all the money that they can get and then and I think they announced the movie like two months after Gene Wilder died and so no I know rip and so I think like the whole concept of this movie has been like met with a lot of backlash Mm -hmm. since it was created or like the idea was even conceived but Mm -hmm. I lost where I was going (laughs) I will say and we (laughs) talked about this in a previous episode I can't remember which one um Timothy Chalamet's got some haters out there oh yeah people thought he wasn't going to do a good job in this and I'm just going to go on record saying that I've been excited from the beginning and y'all know if you listen to that episode I can't remember which one it is but you know that I was like Timmy Tim. I think it was our Little Women episode. Mm-hmm. I was very excited about him as Willy Wonka. So I'm just going to say I was right and you were wrong, all of you haters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So like we mentioned already, this is an origin story. So this is like a prequel to both Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like those ones are remakes. But this one is – previous to that so this is like how Willy Wonka like started kind of mm-hmm. a little bit it's kind of like how he got his first shop or I guess his shop at all I guess the end is supposed to be his shop but anyway how do you feel about this as Willy Wonka's origin story I thought it was fine I thought okay. it was cute I think the whole thing was cute and sweet um, I think it could have been like a lot like kookier, crazier, and that would have been more like believable to me. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that it was like, you know, him and his mom and like 
his mom passed and then he like came over and was gonna you know make the chocolate and like remember her and stuff I thought that was very sweet Mm -hmm. so Hayden and I saw this together and Hayden my god Hayden was like it should have been darker like Willy Wonka has some darkness to him yeah and you don't really get that from this I wrote down dark very cute but where is the creepy question mark question mark question mark yeah like if you watch you know you already mentioned it with the Johnny Depp version but even the Gene Wilder version like there's this scene like right at the beginning where Charlie walks up to the factory like outside of um he's like looking at the gates and everyone's like nobody goes in there like nobody nobody's seen in there because you know Willy Wonka like closed the gates and there's this like Mm -hmm. creepy ass man who's standing there and is like nobody goes in there like they haven't got in there for years (laughs) and you're like what the fuck is that man and like there was none of that in this story at all I think personally I wasn't concerned about the darkness at all because to me Willy Wonka is like he's a sweet man he's a sweet person he's very trusting he's very caring and so like they did a good job getting that across I think that like it almost needs like an intermediate next movie to show like what happens to him to like bring the darkness in and cause his mistrust because in this one he has the whole thing with the chocolate cartel but like it doesn't really get him down. I don't know. Like nothing happened in this movie that would show why he wouldn't allow people into his chocolate shop. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. The other thing too is like I think the fact that it's not a little bit creepy and a little bit darker like makes it a little bit like I hate to say this but like boring. Like, mm. it's not really crazy or outlandish enough for it to be, like, a rewatch movie for me. Because I'm like, oh, it was cute. It was sweet. It has a good story. Like, it was well done. Like, it was well acted and sung. But, mm-hmm. like, to me, like, the – like, what makes, like, a the Willy Wonka, like, the original one, like, so intriguing is because it's kind of, like, a little mystery vibe and, like, it's kind of creepy and, like, there's some, like, crazy stuff that happens and, like – in this one, it's, like, more, like, they just give it to you straight, like, all the way through. And it's, like, mm-hmm. sweetness vibes. Yeah. I mean, they milk a giraffe, which is interesting. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. And his chocolates make people do weird things. Ingredients that no one's has ever heard of, like Yeti Sweat. I'm not sure yeah. about that. Which um, I think that's, like, pretty, like, feels accurate to the – yeah the spirit of the story right like isn't that kind of the vibe like he has this factory where he has like all these weird plants and shit that like that's Mm -hmm. where he gets his ingredients the oompa loompa story too i think should have been a little darker like you just have this poor i guess his name is lofty i don't know what his name is we just call him oompa loompa but he is supposed to be guarding the cocoa beans and Wonka steals their cocoa beans and then they like exile him. I'm like not entirely certain about that, but I feel like the Oompa Loompas are like scarier than they portrayed them to be. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, okay. So I have like two things to say about the Oompa Loompa origin story. (laughs) So one, the first one is, I agree with you. I think they could have done this way better, like had some like reason that 
the Oompa Loompas came like a better reason that they came together with um Willie and like joined in with him and like kind of made it like dark and creepy and like whatever however I did think it was very funny like Mm -hmm. how he was like oh there's like this little (laughs) orange man that like keeps stealing my chocolate and everybody's like what the hell and like (laughs) she's like you you as the viewer, you know who that is, right? You know yeah. it's the Oompa Loompa. And so like they they take you on this journey, like half the movie where they don't show you the little orange man, <laughs> but you know he's real because yeah. you know that the Oompa Loompas have to come in this movie. Yeah. And so like everybody else is like incredulous, like what the hell is he talking about? This little orange man with the green he's hair. He's a psycho. Like, crazy. <laughs> like eating his own chocolate over there. Mm-hmm. And then when he shows up and it's Hugh Grant, I wish I didn't know it was Hugh Grant. Like, I really wish I didn't know going into this movie. This is why I don't watch trailers, because that would have been so hilarious if, like, it yes. was just, like, Hugh Grant popped up. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God. But I I did think that that was all very funny. But it also could have been, like, kookier. Like, he could have been a lot meaner. Yeah, he could have been. He was very dry. Like, mm-hmm. he was very dry. But I think, too, they were trying to make this, like, more of a kids movie, like, kid-friendly oh, yeah. Which I appreciate because I love that. Like, I love kids' movies. I love, like, we have a Disney Plus and I love watching, like, all the Disney movies. Like, I'm a big fan. Like, don't get me wrong. I love an adult movie, okay? But Mm -hmm. I love kids' movies. I love a movie that I can, like, turn on and just, like, be doing stuff, like, while it's on. And I don't know. I love that. I'm a big fan. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely felt like it was made for kids, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um like especially when you're thinking about just the story itself too and the way it was written like mm-hmm. they took all like the darkness out of it and made it like a very sweet wholesome cutesy story which mm-hmm. is very like tailored to little little kids yeah but it still does make sense like as the origin story for the original in my opinion like it still makes sense how do you feel about the musical aspect of it and the choice to make this a musical versus a movie that has some singing in it? Um, I think it's good that it was a musical. Yeah. I think it should have been a musical because it's a, you know, Charlie and Chocolate Factory movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, the original is a musical, so I feel like it needs to be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that was a good choice. Okay. And then – what how did you feel about the singing and dancing specifically in this movie? Like, did do we like it? It was it cringy? Like, how did we feel? Okay, this is how I feel about it. <laughs> did you like the greatest showman? Yes. Okay, that tracks. So <laughs> I personally so the greatest showman and La La Land are two musicals that came out like in mm-hmm. I think the same year, honestly. Probably. And I really love La La Land and a lot of people really love La La Land a lot of people also really really loved The Greatest Showman Mm -hmm. I really disliked The Greatest Showman Courtney and (laughs) I I feel like if you like The Greatest Showman you would like the singing and dancing in this I'm movie. I'm so glad you said that because I there were so many times where I was like, this is giving me Greatest Showman vibes. And I I told people too, like before this movie came out, I was like, I feel like it's going to be like The Greatest Showman. Like I just have this feeling that that's what it's going to be like. And it was. 
So I'm very yeah. glad that you said that. <laughs> yeah. However, my However. opinion of it is that it was good. It was well it, done. It was unremarkable. So I think everybody did a good job of their okay. singing. I We're going to give you participation trophies. <laughs> I think dancing was good. I have my fave dancing moment written as the one with the balloons. Where yeah, like that's very great. Noodle or like going up and like I like yeah. that. <laughs> I thought I thought it was unremarkable. I, there wasn't like a song that I was like, oh, I love that song. I want to go sing that song. I think the mm. two favorite song moments for me in the movie were the two songs that were like original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory songs. Mm-hmm. The Pure Imagination, which I I think Timmy did a good job with. He sang it very well. I enjoyed it. We've moved on from Timothee and he's Timmy. (laughs) But I don't think that he like – I don't think it was like produced overly well. Like I feel like like the lyricism could have been like a little bit more original maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I mean (laughs) I say all that to say like there's two people in this – world of musical mm-hmm. lovers and there's greatest showman people and all and people and if you're a if you like greatest showman you probably will like the musical aspect of this movie for sure yeah i think just in general if you're a musical person that this like you're gonna like it because it's oh, very no, I like very, i i think I'm, it's very to a t musical like i'm a musical person and i feel like I don't know if I would call you a musical person. I think that you like, there are a few movies that you like that are musicals, but you like them because of the specific style. Well, I grew up going to musicals, like with my family. Like we would go to musicals all the time. Like we would go to New York. Do you like Les Mis? Have you seen Les Mis? Yeah, I've seen Les Mis in theaters actually. And Wicked. Yeah, several times. Billy Elliot. Um, I used to see Annie. Like, I've seen that probably like four or five times. We used to go hmm. see Cinderella like every year for like years. It's surprising to me then that you didn't like Greatest Showman. Yeah. And you didn't like, like, you weren't like a huge fan of this one. But whatever. Anyway, I I personally, (laughs) if you're a musical person. What did you think, Elizabeth? (laughs) Tell me. I've been ranting myself and we need the other opinion. I think it's great. I think it was really well done. Um, I I felt like they brought a lot of like the imagination into it. They did a really mm-hmm. good job with that. And like the music made sense. I also really appreciated how they brought it in like in different parts. Like it wasn't just like, all right, we're going from like one musical number to the next musical number. Sorry. <laughs> there was like... Like in between, there would be like little like like interludes where it was like part of what was going on. So like the scrub scrub kept coming back and you yeah. hear like the scrub scrub interlude and then someone would like bang twice or like something would happen. Yeah. It was just like, it was just cute. I don't know. It was cutesy. Maybe that it's was like the cutesy musical stuff that you yeah. like. Yeah, it was. I mean, that did all feel very cutesy musical, like to mm-hmm. a T. Like they did – capture that feeling for sure what would you say was like your favorite song of the soundtrack oh my gosh that's hard I really really liked a world of your own and I thought the scrub scrub was really cute like just adorable I liked that we got it twice I liked that 
the dog was a part of it. Like it was mm-hmm. just that part was very cute. And it just that one, that song to me gave the most musical vibes because yeah. it included like everybody in the cast. It wasn't just Willy Wonka singing. You know what that one made me think of? Like, because maybe it's just because they were like down in the basement, like cleaning. <laughs> no, it made me think of um like The Little Mermaid when I don't even know if it's like a song in Little Mermaid because I think it's only like two songs in Little Mermaid. But like <laughs> the scene where like um, Ariel ends up with all like the housemaids and they're like cleaning laundry and like chatting with her. When she's in the house before she can speak? Yeah. Um, when she's just like being thrown around the house. <laughs> yeah. Is that a, is that a song? Part no, I don't think I don't think so. I think there's only like two songs in Little Mermaid, <laughs> like for real. <laughs> um, okay, I don't know about that. I <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that it was reminding you of Annie and a Hard Knock Life. Mm, I mean, yeah, it's the same vibe as that, but it doesn't remind me of that song at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's go. Let's talk through the movie. So it opens with Wonka on a ship and we get our first musical number, which is Hatful of Dreams. And that brings him to his like final destination, which is the Gallery Gourmet. That was a very interesting choice of an opening number, like him on the boat, like just him singing. Like, yeah, I mean, that's huge that Timmy had to Very carry I know. the opening <laughs> of the movie like that. And I actually think he it was a really the whole movie, honestly. Oh, yeah. I think it was a good choice, too, to have it open that way because it really set mm-hmm. the tone. It was like, this is going to be a Timmy movie and we are in for the ride. Yes. Yeah. Um, when he's and he's going through and he's singing, there's one point. There's a lot of points in this movie and I'm going to bring them up as we talk about it where it's like a direct call back to the Gene Wilder version of this movie. Mm. And at the end of this musical number, he drops his coin in the drain. And if you remember, Charlie Mm. picks up a coin out of the drain. So that's meant to be like, I don't know, maybe that's the coin that Charlie finds Mm -hmm. that buys him his winning chocolate bar. Yeah. I don't know. Cute. I thought that was cute. I loved it. That is cute. Um, but then we end up at Scrub It and Bleachers. And Charlie, Charlie, Willie kind of meets Noodle a little bit. But then he ends up signing the worst contract ever. He, I mean, he basically admits himself into the Hotel California. And <laughs> okay. <yeah>. Like, <laughs> that's just insane to me. But this is another call to the Gene Wilder movie. Because if you remember in that movie, he has all the kids sign this document with all this fine print that nobody mm-hmm. reads. And it ends up like getting like biting Charlie in the ass at the end. Mm. Yeah. But- yeah. I mean, of course, it was a callback. And I think it it was cute, right? Like how he yeah. like pulled it all out and then put it back like, in. Whoa. Yeah. And then he he was like, and Noodle's over there in the corner. She's like, read the fine print. And he's like, what? Like, heed the hind what? Like he just doesn't do anything about it. Yeah, I know. He's like, maybe I will give this a once over. And then he's like, yep, all looks fine. 
but then the fact that he couldn't read made sense i know yeah that was a good little twist Mm -hmm. that was cute um also like that little tidbit of him like not being able to read makes sense why he like makes up all these words and like says all these weird things because he just is speaking his own little language kind of Mm -hmm. um but so he stays at scrub it and bleachers and the next day he goes to the gallery gourmet to give the people the very first taste of wonka chocolates and we are introduced to our first wonka chocolate which is the hover chalk which makes people fly (laughs) that was really interesting (laughs) bold first choice (laughs) yeah well so what i will say is that this movie is so different really than any like especially the original but any movie we've seen like this because the cgi is so much more advanced like Mm -hmm. they could do that so easily and they like that really couldn't have been possible before in the same way they did a really good job with the computer images as well the cgi because it could have very easily turned and not looked good, like if they went too far with it. But mm-hmm. I felt like they used it when they needed to, and they did a lot of practical stuff. If you listen to us, you know we love like practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did a good job mixing the two, using it when they needed to, and when they did use it, like making sure that it looked good and didn't look cheesy, because that could have easily like ruined this movie. Yeah, and I thought that was good too that they did that because it it almost made it feel more accurate to the Willy Wonka story like that it's just Mm -hmm. so like weird and outrageous so out there yeah like what the hell is a hoverfly (laughs) yeah but just that like people were hovering like yeah and just fine with it like not not concerned yeah um so another thing I saw on the internet is that they so we see a lot of the the chocolates that Wonka makes like physically see them and they had a chocolatier on set, like, making the chocolates. Mm. And so, like, the ones that you see up close are, like, real. They're actually crafted by a chocolatier. And they they actually ate them on set. Okay. And um, there's a lot of interviews with Timothy Chalamet where he said that he would, like, get sick on set from how many chocolates he had to eat. And they would have to, like, pause and, like, take a break because he's like, I'm not feeling good. <laughs> Yeah, and I bet it was just like pure milk chocolate too. Like yes. I bet it wasn't like any sort of decadent chocolate. They're having to like pretend like it's like the best chocolate they've ever eaten in their entire life. And he's like, oh my God, if I have another chocolate, I'm If I die. have to eat one more chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> um, but in this number, we also get introduced to Slugworth and his minions, mm-hmm. which I mean, everybody knows Slugworth. He's the bad guy. So originally or immediately you're like, but we don't like him. Um, and we meet the chief of police, who is Keegan Michael Key, who's just fabulous. Yeah, I thought Slugworth was well cast too. I thought mm-hmm. he was like a goof, which I appreciated. And the chief of police was well cast as well. And I thoroughly enjoyed watching him like <laughs> fatten up throughout the movie. He blew up like a balloon. Hysterical. <laughs> yeah. And I also think that was kind of cute, like very rolled doll, like to be like how mm-hmm. insanely ginormous he got over like the course of like a week, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also resembles Violet Beauregard at the end when she turns into a blueberry, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of fun. 
Um, but what I'll say about all of the chocolatiers, Slugworth and Fickle whatever and Prod Nose or whatever that his name is, they are hysterical. Every scene they're in is just like comedy genius. And like the way they pronounce their W's, like every W has an H after it. Like some people will joke and be like, cool whip, whip. Mm, but every yeah. W, they'd be like, they'd be like, um, oh, I guess a lot of words have an H after them. But even W Which. words that like don't have it, like they would pronounce the H. And I just thought it was so funny, like so like better than you and just just so funny. I thought they were very silly. Yeah. And they did silly very well. Yeah, they're very fun. Uh, so then at the end of the day, he gets shut down and he has to give up all of his earnings from the day. And then he goes back to scrub it and bleachers to settle up his debt of one. What are, what are they? What are the what's the money? Uh, shit. Silver somethings. Silver. I was just listening to the song. One silver whatever it starts with an s uh, he's got one left or I'll look it up the police give him one because they feel bad for him and he goes to settle up his debt and then he ends up <laughs> bless you thank you uh he ends up becoming one of the scrub maids because he didn't read the fine print and they charged him for every little thing he did like using the steps and using the bar of soap which is uh, gross. Use all the steps um, up and then all the steps down. <laughs> yeah. It's going to cost you 10,000 silver sovereigns. Sovereigns. Yeah. And warming his toes cost him sovereigns. I, that's just, it's just funny. Um, but at this point, we get the Scrub Scrub musical number, which we've already talked about. And we meet the merry band of misfits that have one way or another come across Scrub It and Bleacher and gotten stuck there. And we get our first view of like the scrub room and what they do down there, which is very cute. They kind of run him through the whole thing, showing him what they do, singing about it. <laughs> the it one is kind of like I a had, hard knock life. You're so right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Um, yeah, but it's not like um, a hard knock life was very like they had like a lot of attitude. And this one, they just felt like they were like, yeah, we scrub. They're like, we're we here. Scrub, scrub. We're stuck here. It's fine. Yeah. Um, one note I had was he walks through a lot of steam. Washing clothes is a very steamy process. Uh-huh. Not one frizzy hair did Mr. Willy Wonka have on his very curly, well-kept head. Mm-hmm. Unrealistic. He would have been like a frizzy mess. They should have had him come out of there looking like a poodle. That would have been so funny. Elizabeth, I feel like realistic was not what they were going for with this entire movie. Like none yeah. of it was realistic. So I, just I think have you ideas. had to like give up on that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then that night, Wonka makes a special chocolate for Noodle. And they devise a plan to sneak out during the day to sell chocolate and earn their way out of Scrub It and Bleachers. So at this point, we're introduced to the Travel Chocolate Factory, which is quite the interesting contraption. Makes I liked it. Very interesting things. <laughs> yeah, I liked that. Um, I liked it was kind of like silly. I don't know. It mm -hmm. kind of explained like how 
I don't actually don't know if I liked it. Like I feel like it was confusing. <laughs> like the Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm not sure if I wish like they had like done away with that and just like had him make his factory the whole time or like kept that because it's kind of like why doesn't he just like use his little factory all the time? Because it doesn't make enough. So he just like needs more. Yeah, more, he needs more, more, more than he can do. Got it. Um, I thought it was very cute. And if you're a Roald Dahl fan and you've seen the BFG, the little bottles that he that you see on there are the dream bottles with the oh, BFG cute. Kept. Yeah. So I like and- how it just like would randomly make a chocolate <laughs> that looked nothing like what it was producing. It would be like making this like brown chocolate and then it would come out like a blue egg with like flowers <laughs> on it. And you were like, mm, okay, that happened right, somehow sure. <laughs> with a press. You know. The silver lining one that had the like silver sheen around the sides and then it had like a, a a lightning bolt. It was like, how did that even? It just appeared. It's fun. <laughs> it's magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a magician after all. But I did like um, the like factory that he made to get out of cleaning as well. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. It was very cute with the dog and... Mm-hmm. all the things yeah he's very inventive that Willy Wonka that's the vibe uh we also get here like the ridiculously optimistic Wonka like mm-hmm. he doesn't ever think about what could go wrong which is like good and bad right but then it's like starkly contrasted with Noodle who's like the pessimist of all pessimists which rightfully so like she's lived her whole life with these people that don't even like her yeah Um, I'm surprised she's as positive as she is yeah but in this scene we also get like Wonka's backstory so we learn about his mom and the birthday chocolate bars which is also a callback to the original because Charlie got a birthday chocolate bar every year Mm -hmm. and we get the iconic line everything good in this world started with a dream from his mom Mm-hmm. which is kind of like what keeps Wonka going his whole life. From yeah. there, we get the chocolate cartel. So we see under them the at work. Church. In the church. That was funny. Yeah, That it was under a church. <laughs> that was honestly hysterical. The chocoholic monks. <laughs> yeah. That was that was pretty well written, I will, I will yeah. say. And just the fact that they would go into like the confession booth and like give him a chocolate and that would bring him down. That was goofy. I liked that a lot. (laughs) It was very good. It felt very modern, like that that's something that would happen. Mm -hmm. Just like corruption everywhere. Corruption Um. everywhere. (laughs) But we get the cutest little musical number, Sweet Tooth. Uh And that's when they're trying to convince the chief of police to help them get rid of Willy Wonka. And giving him all these like boxes of chocolate. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm trying to be good. No. I want to be killing men for chocolate. Hundred boxes of chocolate. And he's like, done. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> um, but then it's a new day and Wonka and Noodle are putting their plan to action. And what is their plan exactly? Well, they have decided that they're going to figure out how to get Miss Scrubbit and Bleacher to 
fall in love with each other and so that they're not paying attention to what's going on around them. They lead Miss Scrubbit to believe that Bleacher is royalty. And Wonka <laughs> tells him that he should dress scantily <laughs> to get her thigh. You know what? You want to make her sigh? Show, Show her some thigh. <laughs> and he comes out in like a what are those things called? It's a German thing. Later hosen. Later hosen. Is that what they're called? <laughs> I think that's the female one. But anyway, it's the same thing. Oh, she calls them dungarees. <laughs> And he's like peacocking around, like bending over, <laughs> doing all the things. It's like a role reversal. I, I thought it was men cute. and women. Later, Hosen. Later, Hosen. It's definitely what it looks like. <laughs> mm, something. <laughs> Who came oh up with that gosh. fit? Not a fan. And this is where we see Wonka's washing machine yeah. that he made using the dog. <laughs> I'm ahead of that story of the dog. <laughs> uh, poor dog. I know. Poor thing. Yeah, he seemed pretty happy. Yeah, he was fine. Um, that felt that creation felt very Willy Wonka-esque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he would have like engineered his way out of something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or like for sure. And yeah. like it would have been a contraption that like was insanely not realistic but like if it was real it would be pretty cool yeah (laughs) yeah um and so it works their plan works wonka escapes noodle helps him escape for the day but then he finds out that his chocolates have been stolen and this is the first time we get the like foreshadowing i don't know to call it to the oompa loompas it's a little Mm -hmm. orange man has stolen his chocolate. And so now he they've got to make it more. so casually. He's like, yeah. yeah, little orange man. He's been stealing my chocolate. Not concerned. <laughs> not concerned. We're not concerned about anything in this movie. Like, all these wild things happen. There's people floating around on balloons. There's They're breaking into the zoo, which has no security cameras. I'm concerned. And this, no one's... This is from, like, the early 1900s. It's supposed no to be. No one's worried. Even though they have a phone in the car. Did you notice that? I don't know what time period this is from. They'd never... It's not a real location either. So... And they filmed, like, all over Europe. They've got, like, London, France, Germany. The zoo is German. Like, they filmed all over the place. It's, like, no one location. It's just, like, everywhere. Anyway, so they're going to do the giraffe, like I just mentioned. Yeah, and that does they have happen. To milk the giraffe named Abigail. I thought that was cute. It's cute. I thought they did really good, like with the CGI giraffe. I was a little concerned, like when I first saw that it was CGI. I was like, mm. but it didn't look terrible. Um, they maybe could have used a real giraffe. I don't know what the like how that would have worked out but i guess it was okay i think they kind of like leaned into the cgi of this movie a little bit and Mm -hmm. you just kind of like accepted that it was there and it had like this air of like unrealism and so i think it once you accepted that it was fine like if you think about that scene right like noodle is standing on this like insanely tall ladder 
and like Wonka, like the things that they're doing are not like they like defy the laws of gravity, right? Like none (laughs) of it makes sense. So it's kind of like you have to sort of just like step into the mindset of being like, oh, it's fine. Like they're just chilling with this giraffe and he's fine with them just milking him out of nowhere. But (laughs) and like kind of weirdly communicating with him about it Mm. in his own way or her own way. Yeah. And we also get the, in my opinion, oddest musical number in the movie. I don't know how I felt about this number. I kind of liked it because it kind of it like went with everything. But at the same time, it felt like a little too cheesy to me. Yeah, it was an interesting like writing decision to make a lot of this movie about not just Wonka but this girl Noodle like Mm -hmm. in general like I feel like they kind of took it from being an origin story to like being like a relationship story and like while I thought it was sweet I kind of agree with you it was like a little bit too much like I don't really know it's like overdone like why they did that direction exactly I think there's they were trying to show his heart in -hmm. taking care of these people who he doesn't know by the way yeah and like how trusting he is and like when he says he's gonna do something he does it kind of thing um this this number just like it could have been anything else like why is why are we doing a song about noodle I don't know Um, yeah well, I mean, it made this it made the rest of the movie make sense, like with the writing of Noodle's story in it. Like I feel like without mm-hmm. this build up about Noodle, that whole arc wouldn't have made sense. Mm-hmm. I just think they could have removed the that arc kind of and like focused yeah. a little bit more on Wonka. It did give Wonka a reason to come back though, because he was completely mm-hmm. ready to just like sail off into midnight and never make chocolate again. Yeah. Um but I guess it makes sense, but we do get your balloon scene, which was a very I cute scene. The balloons was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a very, a very upsetting scene where the chief of police is beating up on Willy Wonka and halfway drowning him, which I'm kind of surprised that that was allowed, but here we are. He's like, um, did you hear what I said? No, I didn't. No. Try it again. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. But this also leads into us getting the story of the chocolate cartel and how they're doing what they're doing and Wonka finding out that they're bribing everyone. And this leads them to come up with a a way to sneak around and sell Wonka chocolate and they end up sneaking around through the storm drains, which doesn't have a lot of significance for the rest of the movie, but is like kind of like a cute thing for a minute that they do. Mm-hmm. So he becomes a, the talk of the town. He starts. They start earning real money, which lets them buy his first chocolate shop, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I thought the tri- the montage where they were like selling chocolate under the storm drains was cute, mm-hmm. and like how they got like found out too when mm-hmm. they like caught something underneath the cap of the drain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cute. Um. But before Wonka can open his first chocolate shop, we've got to meet Mr. Oompa Loompa. So the little orange man strikes again. But this time Wonka was ready and he captures the little orange man. And we get the Oompa Loompa song, which is really cute. 
and shows off Hugh Grant in a very special way. How do you feel about the Hugh Grant CGI? Like, it was like his head and his hands, and then like his body was like really little. Yeah. And like there's a couple moments where like his hand goes on the window, you know? Yeah. I don't know exactly. I think it's pretty obvious that that it's CGI'd. Um, I mean, yeah. But it's got a lot of his mannerisms and like they did a good job with it. Uh, I don't know how they would have done it otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I don't did know. Did you like his size? Like he was like this small. I thought he was really tiny. cute. I liked yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. He's so small. He's so adorable. It kind of like creeped me out a little bit to be honest because he was like a man but then he was like small and like I don't know but he wasn't like his proportions were wrong they like changed them and I was like this looks kind of weird I don't yeah know. I yeah I'm thinking of Hugh Grant it was so funny it was like literally just his face <laughs> I yeah I I thought he was a, I thought he was goop I thought he was the best part of this movie he was pretty good I did mm-hmm. enjoy him so Wonka opens his very first chocolate shop and we get I think I said this one was one of my favorites, but Ooh, A World of Your Own. Yep. And I just love like everything about it. I love that we get to see his shop open for the first time. I love that we get to see all the magical items, like all the magical chocolate things that are directly called back from the very first movie that came out. I love that you get to see behind the scenes of how the rest of them are making it all happen. Like, they're driving it on a bike and there's some like the abacus or whatever his name is, is like directing everything. And like they they've all like heard the musical number and they've attuned it all. So like you see them like like they're singing it and they're like a world of our own. Let's go. Let's go. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know. It's just very cute. Um, yeah. And I'm also like obsessed with the magenta. I'm very glad that that's his signature color. Yeah. And. Yeah, I don't know. It all worked very well. I thought this scene was just fabulous. Yeah, I thought it was cute. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I <laughs> You didn't love it. <laughs> I know. I think, I mean, I kind of feel like I'm going to be like a broken record, but I feel like the singing was good. Timothy did a good job. It was cutesy and it was sweet. And, mm-hmm. and I agree with you that it captured like the essence of like – Willy Wonka and his like original chocolates and stuff like the first glimpses of these things that we'll see when you watch the 71 version Mm -hmm. but of course something goes wrong and the chocolates have been tampered with and they start making people grow weird colored hair in weird places and so the people decide that they're going to go on a rampage and they burn the place down which is very sad that was really savage i was shocked that they burned it down (laughs) and that they poisoned people well they weren't really poisoned that's what they said it just like wasn't an ingredient that was supposed to be in there i I don't want green hair i've been pissed (laughs) i just paid so much money for my hair yeah um but after it burns down the chocolate cartel comes over they claim responsibility for it and then they offer to pay off the debts of everyone who's employed at Scrub It and Bleachers under the condition 
that Willy Wonka leaves and he never makes chocolate again. I think so, I'm good too by being like, this is the right thing for Noodle and all your friends. You can give her a good life. You. Yep. Yep. So he gets on the boat. At midnight, he gets on the boat to wherever the boat is going. The Oompa Loompa is there for some reason. And it's at this point that Wonka realizes that Noodle is in more danger than he originally thought because she is a slug worth. Surprise. I personally didn't see that coming. Evil. (laughs) I saw it coming for sure. (laughs) Yeah. The moment – there was like one moment when that man like made a look and I was like, oh, for sure. he. I thought he was um, her dad though. So I was oh, glad okay. to hear that it wasn't that direct because I would like have been like, uncle. what the fuck, man? Like <laughs> dropping your kid off with these like Psychotic. evil like orphan raisers. Like, oh my God. They're so – I feel like – They're terrible. Crazy. They're bad people. But it did feel very like – it almost felt like even like Harry Potter. Like you've got like mm-hmm. an orphan child who's raised by like evil people who Her make orphan them like syndrome. work. Yeah, orphan syndrome. Yeah, exactly. That was funny. <laughs> Um. So anyway, Slugworth and the Chocolate Cartel pay for everyone to be released except for Noodle. She does not get released. They paid to keep her incarcerated at this place. Insane. Um, that should be but illegal. have no fear. Wonka is back and they are saving Noodle and they are going to bring the cartel down. Why the heck would they keep all of their stuff in like a green ledger? stupid <laughs> stupid everybody has their kryptonite uh-huh you know i don't know why why write it down at all i agree Why have any evidence it's supposed to be off the books right yeah why why include it in a book why have the evidence why why because they're they can't help themselves. That's how, like, all the bad guys are, right? They have to, like, explain themselves at the end mm-hmm. when you catch them. Yeah. So their plan includes the giraffe, surprise, the flamingos, which are, like, randomly, like, important throughout the movie. Uh, and they have this whole plan where they're going to let the giraffe free in the church. And for whatever reason, everyone's scared of this giraffe. I don't think I'd be scared of a giraffe if it was – I would be terrified. If oh, it got okay. let loose in a in the room you're in like that, <laughs> that sounds terrifying. Those things are big. Yeah, they are really big. That's and true. They have black tongues. <laughs> Did you know that? Yes. And like <laughs> that thing would kill you if it like stepped on you. Yeah, that's. True. I mean, I don't think they're like aggressive, but like if it was in that place and it was scared. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they let the giraffe free. And the church goes into panic mode. Um, But they end up, through a bunch of different avenues, end up getting into the lair, finding the ledger, reading through it. And then just in the nick of time, the cartel shows up to stop the plan. Like, of course. Mm -hmm. We get the real Noodle story. We find out that Noodle is the niece of Slugworth. Her mom is still alive. Wonka and Noodle are sentenced to death by chocolate, which I don't know about that. Not gonna lie, (laughs) all the chocolates like completely destroyed. Like after someone's touched it like that, that's gross. I bet they would sell it. So that's the vibe they give off. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They probably would. 
Ew. Ew. Um, <laughs> but before they start filling up the chocolate tank, Wonka asks Slugworth to give his last jar of chocolate to the Oompa Loompa, effectively making that the Oompa Loompa's property. And then the tank fills up and Wonka and, Wonka and Noodle float all the way to the top. And this is another callback to the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. They bang on the top of a glass asking mm-hmm. for help. Mm-hmm. Um, also in the nick of time, Mr. Oompa Loompa shows up, drains the tank. And Noodle and Wonka emerge from the tank covered in chocolate, but they have the ledger. And they hand it over to the police, not the police chief, the actual police. And the cartel and the chief of police are all brought to justice. Good. They should be. They're the worst. (laughs) Uh, So just keep that in mind if you're ever considering being a bad guy that you will probably get taken down at some point. No, no. All you need to know is don't write down all your misgivings (laughs) in a book and then you're fine. Do it yeah, don't table. write it down. Don't put anything in text message or an email. Face-to-face contact only. Mm-hmm. Not that we would know. Okay. So then at the very, Not very end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> at the very end, Wonka finally gets to open his mother's chocolate bar that he's been holding on to. And he receives the very first golden ticket, which tells him that the secret is not the chocolate that matters. It's who you share it with. That was sweet. That was very sweet. I like. it. And then if you picked up on it, when they taste the chocolate, it tastes different because he's sharing it with different people. Hmm. It's very sweet. Uh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Because he goes, no. And she's like, is it like, is it what you remember? And he said it was, it's better than I remember. He's sharing it with people he loves. That's sweet. Yeah. So then Noodle's reunited with her mother, and we get our last musical number, which is Pure Imagination, which I'm so glad that they finished this movie with that number. I think it was just mm-hmm. like the perfect ending. And I love I the agree. variation that instead of saying, like, look around my chocolate shop, like, this is everything, he's like, look at these two people. Like, this is everything. Love is everything. The people that you surround yourself with is everything. And I thought that was really, really sweet and great. Yeah. Yeah. I like I agree. I like the pure imagination. I think that is a really like iconic song and it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Like it's just fun to listen to. Yeah. And I genuinely think like I was like pleasantly surprised at how well um Timothy Chalamet could sing it and like bring mm-hmm. life to it. Yeah, I agree. So then well, I just said that they ended the movie that way. That's not the end. Uh, there's one more scene and Wonka pays off his debt to the Oompa Loompa and invites him to be a part of his second chocolate factory. And right before your eyes, they bring the chocolate factory to life. Mm-hmm. And yet again, we see all of the things from the original that made Charlie, Charlie's, that made Willy Wonka's chocolate factory so special. You get the chocolate stream you get the toadstools you get the little cups like everything's edible it's all very colorful and really sets it up probably for the next movie that they're gonna make yeah they're definitely gonna make another movie because (laughs) like if you watch the 
Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory movie. Like it opens mm-hmm. where they're like outside of the factory and they're basically like um, Willie doesn't let anybody in there. And so mm-hmm. I feel like because like Slugworth did something and I feel like there yeah. has to be something else that happens. Like Slugworth comes back and like causes some problem that makes Willie like bar his place off to everybody, which is interesting because I feel like it'll be like it almost like has to be darker or something, but I don't think it really can be because they've already like set the precedent with like this is how this kind of movie is made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm sure they're going to make another one. I'm sure I'm going to go see it. <laughs> I mean, with how successful this one has been, like there's no way yeah. that they're not going to make another one. Mm-hmm. It's raking in the cash. It's crazy. I know. It's like the easiest money they could make is doing another one. I know. I'm not gonna say that I'm not here for it because I am. I, we know you are. <laughs> you know more to me. All right. I think I think that's it. I think okay. it's time to do some ratings now. <laughs> time to do some ratings. And as a reminder, we rate on Letterbox, so zero to five stars with half star increments. Mm-hmm. Would you like to go, go first? first? Whoa. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? <laughs> I'll go first. I think I already okay. know your rating. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. I think I have said my piece that I think <laughs> I – everyone did a good job in this movie. Mm-hmm. Timothy Chalamet was a good um, Willy Wonka. He was a good singer. He, he like, played the silly vibes well. I wish this hadn't been like a children's children movie. Like I wish yeah. it had the dark elements and I kind of wish it had been like Alice in Wonderland vibes. Like that's sort of what I like expected mm-hmm. from this movie for it to be like really dark and like him kind of on an adventure. And instead yeah. it was like just him like coming to the city and selling his chocolate, um, which is fine. But for me, this movie doesn't have like a lot of like rewatchability like I'm not gonna go watch this movie again and Mm -hmm. part of that probably has to do with like the fact that just this like stylistically how it's done is not my vibe like um and it is people's vibe for sure like how great a showman is people's vibe but I do recognize like that it is it was well made I think I'm gonna go two and a half okay (laughs) yeah that's you know it's not terrible. That's middle of the road. You liked parts. You didn't like parts. That's like very fair. Yeah, I think you've said this on like shows before with me. But if a movie isn't like very rewatchable to me, it's hard for me to rate it highly. Yeah, I can see that. But I but I recognize that this is something that like other people could think is very rewatchable. Like if you brought your kid to this, like I could see them being like, "Oh my god, this is so cool," and like wanting to watch it like over and over again. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I went and saw it again this morning. So I saw this at like a previewing mm-hmm. and then I went this morning and I was the only one in the theater until literally the movie started and this family came in with like Ugh. six kids, which is it was fine. They weren't like loud or anything. And people yeah. being loud during movies really doesn't bother me because um, I like to talk through movies and stuff. So like, yeah, <laughs> <it's fine. laughs> of course you do. I'm not a hypocrite. Okay. Um, but 
like the kids really enjoyed it. Like I heard them oh, after good. like talking about how excited they were about the movie. Aww, and, that's sweet. Um, yeah, and I, from context clues, figured out that this was the third time that this family has seen this movie since it came out like three weeks ago. <laughs> That's crazy. And you don't really go often to rewatch movies in theaters, no. I don't think. And so. I will point out, I went by myself, which I have never done before. That's big for Elizabeth. So. I go to the movies by myself all the time, but <laughs> Elizabeth doesn't really do that. I don't do anything by myself, um, but I did go... <laughs> And I enjoyed myself, so it made <laughs> yeah. me very happy. I was glad that yeah, I did that this morning. I went to like a 10 a.m. showing. It was great. Did you rate it the same as the first time you watched it? Yes. I gave it five stars. I love this wow. movie. I know. Wow. I'm I know. literally so sorry about my rating. I know okay. you gave it five stars. and I okay. I wanted to love this movie <laughs> so bad, Elizabeth. I went in with like clean slate. I was like – I went to the movie by myself actually. And yeah. I went and sat there and was like, I'm going to love this movie. And like 20 <laughs> minutes in, I was like, Elizabeth, I don't love this. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. And the first thing I thought was, this is like Greatest Showman. Yeah. I did too. And I was like, yeah. I love this. This is just like Greatest Showman. Um, but anyway, it's okay that you didn't like it because Hayden loved this movie. And wow. if you guys know anything about my husband, he's a very tough critic. Yeah. And he gave this four stars. I saw his rating. Which is really because, good. <laughs> look, sometimes when I feel a certain way about a movie that you've told me is good, I check Hayden's letterbox. I know yeah. y'all watch a lot of movies <laughs> together. And so like, because I'm like, okay, I'm about to rate this movie like low. What did Hayden think? And then he kind of rated it low. So I'm like, okay, this is like acceptable. Like, uh -huh. not that I care what other people think, but I always wonder, you know, like, yeah how does my rating compare to other people's especially because uh -huh. sometimes me and you are so like different mm -hmm. and this one I was like I'm kind of scratching oh. my head like even <laughs> what the fuck like, I loved it really yeah, we had good. so much fun probably um, honestly Elizabeth because he was like sitting there watching how much fun you were having probably, watching this movie yeah which makes probably. me think that like for parents like bringing their kids like you probably would really mm -hmm. enjoy watching this movie with your kids yes for like a single adult almost 30 something female like who usually goes to see movies like Saltburn. maybe this isn't like the choice movie for me it'll be out on streaming at some point I don't this one is a great great movie and like obviously if you're a theater person go see it but this is not one of those that's like seeing it in the theater is going to change the way you watch the movie I would like, agree you can watch it at home and like get just as much out of it you know yeah I would agree so if you're on the fence about it, maybe just wait until it comes out on streaming. It'll be out probably like a month and a half. Yeah. Okay. Write-ins. So we had a grab bag of write-ins. Okay, good. This is hurting me. Okay. The first one. <laughs> we can only read the good ones if you want to. No, no, I need to. I need okay. to do this. Okay. So the first one agrees with you. Something that you said like almost verbatim. Okay. Okay. So this one's from a group called One of Us is Bored. I think they're another podcast actually. Okay. Um, but they said, loved the movie, but the music was forgettable. The best mm. songs in the film were from the original movie. So yeah. you're not alone there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do them like bad good bad good okay so okay. the next one is from um one of our friends 
from the Movie Boners podcast. And they Mm -hmm. said, I had low expectations, but this movie was fantastic. Thank you, Justin. I'm so glad that he went and saw it with one of his children. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, The next one is from, it's an account that we've never gotten a ride in from before. So I'm really sorry if this is not how this is pronounced. I'm just going to spell it. It's I-K-M-A-Y-D. I think that stands for something. I don't know. I know what I don't know. I don't know what it is. But anyway, so they said decently crafted movie, Paul King's Paddington influence shows terrible Ooh. Wonka origin story. Kind of agree. <laughs> <laughs> I really think they could have done so much more with the origin story. Yeah, I think they definitely could have. And for people who go in like with expectations of movies like, if you go in, like, expecting a certain thing and you get something different, like, that's hard. Yeah, I think that's sort of what I did. Like, I kind of think I went in thinking this was going to be, like, the same vibe as um, mm-hmm. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate, Fa- Chocolate Factory, and it really wasn't. Yeah, it was very different vibes. Uh, the last one I have is from the movie Buff Dublin, and they said was very enjoyable. Cute. Yes. All right, Would do you want to run through? What- yeah, you yeah. do the world. I'll do what the world <laughs> thinks. So... Letterboxd average, much better than what I thought, was 3.4 out of 5. And then the tomato meter was an 82%, which is very high. A technically good movie. Yeah. And then audience (laughs) score was 91%. So people are liking this movie. Mm -hmm. I think it's either getting like 100% or it's getting somewhere in the like 60s range. Kids must really like this movie. I, I bet families really like this movie. I mean, like, this feels like something my parents, like we would watch like on repeat at my house. Yeah. And like clearly it's doing very successful or doing very well. And like The Greatest Showman did very well. Like that was a great mm-hmm. movie. And like I can't sit here and be like, this is in. <laughs> like I can say like it's a poorly written Willy Wonka origin story, but I can't be like it's a bad movie. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. yeah, you just didn't enjoy it, which is fine. And then IMDb was 7.3 out of 10, and 88% of Google users like this movie. So all around, very, very well liked mm-hmm. and well received by the people of the internet. Yeah. I think I'm going to stop including the Google users because it's like the same number every week. Okay. We don't need them. <laughs> In case it that's is something kind of that you're the same number. To, I think we're going to get rid of that. So Yeah. All right. Well, that is it for this week. Um, We had so much fun talking about Wonka. We hope you guys really enjoyed hearing what we had to say. And if you're looking forward to our next episode, we're going to be talking about Asteroid City, which Mm -hmm. is another 2023 release. Um, A very different style of movie, though. Totally different. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a Wes Anderson (laughs) movie. So Mm -hmm. if that's your vibe, this is the episode for you. And honestly, even if Wes Anderson's not your vibe, it has a a lot of stars in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So be sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you listen so you don't miss it. And then you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. All right. We will see y'all next Monday. Bye, guys. Bye.